Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to the first Warrior Wang Bang Wednesday of the 2018-2019 season. This is your host, Emil Wang, and I'm joined in person in Seattle by the Genio James Liao. How's it going, man? What's up? What's up? Well, you recently got married, and what better way to spend your honeymoon than to come to my city and watch an ever-so-meaningful NBA preseason game at the iconic Key Arena? Let's start with that. What are your thoughts on the highly anticipated Warriors Kings NBA preseason game? I uh, I enjoyed seeing the Seattle Storm banners <laughs> up at Key Arena. <laughs> That's always a, a welcome sight. Yes, and yes. And a friendly reminder that there's no team in Seattle, <laughs> which is uh, a travesty on its own. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely a travesty. After the Sonics left Seattle back in what, like 2008, Clay Bennett moved them to the. To the Oklahoma State. Yeah, 10 team. years ago. Wow, yeah. 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 And that was after Kevin Durant's first year as uh, in the NBA. Yeah. So KD did have one year uh, in Seattle, which I guess made this game a little bit more meaningful because uh, the fans were happy to see him. I mean, we saw a lot of, you know, Supersonics jerseys, mostly of Kevin Durant, but we had some good throwbacks, some Sean Kemp, some Detlef Shrimps. Yeah, Detlef. Well, that... <laughs> Gary Payton, yeah, of GP course. Yeah, ones, yeah. Um, and you and I were, were joking. Can can we name you know ten Supersonics players uh, from the Gary Payton era to uh, when Kevin Durant became a uh, Supersonic? And we struggled with this one. That one's that one's tough. And we even with our uh, many years of basketball history, I think that was a, a little challenging trying to come up with the full, even just anywhere near like maybe ten to fifteen names. Like it was just like. Yeah. Very, very difficult. I mean, I, I wonder how much... I mean, they, they did have some okay, pretty good teams, but not like... I don't think anybody like that was like super standout, maybe except for like Ray and Richard and like... Yeah, you know, Ray Allen, Richard Lewis. Like um, Vin Baker and a couple of... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Vin Baker even really Did he count. All-Star one year? Wasn't he All-Star on the Sonics one year or something? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they had Patrick Ewing for a little bit. Uh, we yeah, saw... Patrick Ewing at the end, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally the end of his career. Like... Yeah. We saw a Luke Ridnour jersey. Um, <laughs> and that reminded <laughs> me of the other white guy, Seattle great, uh, Nick Collison, who just retired last year. The goat, you mean? Yeah. The goat white guy? <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I was like, man, like, yeah, Desmond Mason. Oh, Brent Barry. Yeah, dunk, Brent Barry, yeah. dunk contest champion. Uh, Brent Barry with the free throw line dunk. Um, but, man, it's funny to think that, like, you know, for Seattle, for how, you know, how much buzz there is that this city needs a team again, it's funny that we, we can barely name, like, 10 players <laughs> that, have, uh, that have been a part of this organization. Um for those of you who do remember, you know, the key arena is where the Sonics did play before they left. Uh, kind of a shitty arena, and it's uh, it's on its way to an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely well needed. But, I mean, the I think also the what, first time attending a game at key arena, it, I think my thought was that the arena was actually um, pretty good for basketball games. Like, the uh, size-wise, I mean, it's a little small, but, like, it means that even if we were you were sitting in kind of the last row in the upper levels. Um, pretty good visibility. I mean, you know, compared to some of the other ones that we're kind of used to at Oracle or like Staples or any of the other bigger arenas. So it's a it's a welcome thing. I mean, if they can keep it something similar, 
um, as part of the renovation, I think that would be good because that's a really good basketball environment, you know, where it's a lot more inclusive, a lot closer to the action, even for people in the nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was, um, it sold out it, uh, at, I think, 17,000 people, yeah. uh, which is pretty decent. Um, my only issues with the, the arena, the arena itself is, you know, the the sound quality is really shitty and like the uh the av uh is not so good like it like it echoed the echo was really strange like the sound like the bass seemed too loud i mean i've seen usher there before yeah. and that was like one of the worst concerts i've <laughs> ever been to um from a fidelity standpoint right? yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then from a location standpoint there i don't know if you noticed this but there's no stadium parking there oh so, yeah yeah okay, so yeah. you have to park in like you know random lots and um I, and those who are not familiar to Seattle, um, it's actually not close to any highways. So you have to take these really narrow local roads to get there. So traffic coming out of there is also a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So uh, location-wise, you know, they, it's not great. And the the talk is that if we are to bring a basketball team back, it would actually be down in the um, the the South Industrial District, Soto. Um, which is actually right next to where the Mariners, the Seahawks yeah, yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of an un- undeveloped industrial area, but it's actually like really easy to get to. There's you know a bunch of arteries that get on that just shoot you right onto the highway. And a bunch of room, probably. Right? A bunch yeah. of room. You can yeah. build stadium par- parking lots, or you can even just use the parking lots that are already yeah, yeah, there yeah. because you know you have baseball and football there. Um, but yeah, definitely overall, you know, the, Seattle is a is a city that needs a basketball team. Uh, as much as I hate. Seahawks fans and uh and I think you know Mariner fans are kind of cheesy I think it is a good town especially with the amount of wealth you have in here now right you have the Asians that that you know are racist (laughs) you have the Asians that are willing to pay the you know $200 a ticket um which you know we've seen with the Seahawks so uh definitely a place that that deserves an NBA team and hopefully in the coming years we'll get one because I as much as I love basketball i can't see myself going to wnba games how dare you yeah slander <laughs> who was there super uh super and yeah. brianna stewart oh Brianna. Yeah. yeah uh let's talk a little bit about the the game itself kind of a kind of a snoozer warriors win by 40 clay drops you know 30 in the first in, half yeah the first half like yeah katie had something similar to that i mean katie and clay there's not really a heck of a lot to say they're they're in NBA form. Yeah. They're, they're in regular form season form, yeah. uh, which is encouraging because it was only the second preseason game. Uh, and I think us not needing to go to China this year helps us. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to help us with the, with the start because I felt like last year, you know, we started out really slow. Yeah, like, we did. Yeah, we, we did. We and, were not a good team. And that year. was like you said, the, the China trip really kind of throw throws a lot of these people off because you're, you're going from a, you know, night and day transition, right? I mean, you're going over there, you know, with the huge time difference in the flights and everything. So, yeah, definitely helps. But, um, yeah, it's encouraging to see, um, you know, but the Kings are absolutely abysmal. I mean, they're a barely a functional NBA team. So, <laughs> um, and the, the fact that, that they played in L.A. the night before and flew into Seattle and basically uh, try to play the defending champs the next day, it's just like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Not going to be a pretty outcome. Yeah, yeah, not a good recipe for basketball success, especially if, you know, your starting point guard is, who's their starting? Oh, I am Darren Fox is pretty good, um, but they had a bunch of trash players out there. Um, 
Willie Cauley Stein. Oh my god. <laughs> Justin Jackson. Just, who? Yeah. <laughs> when I said Justin Jackson, Emil's response was who? Yeah. Well, we also had one of those guys starting for us at small forward, like Mikel Derrickson or something. My Marcus Derrickson. Marcus Derrickson. Not just stop <laughs> slandering the the warrior greats over here, Marcus Derrickson, all right? Please. Yeah, he so, might get a spot. He he was actually I thought he was okay. Yeah, he was yeah. okay. I mean, he, he got I mean, he's a G League like he's a training camp signee. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know how much you expect from a guy like that. You know, so I think for him it was like, he made a three, a couple of you know, pick and roll. Yeah, know, so it's like, played some OKD. Yeah, touching on some other good play. Damian Jones was all right. Was active. Um, oh, he had that big. Yeah, uh, oh alley oop. Yeah, yeah, from KD. From KD, that was crazy. Yeah, and one thing that I noticed was that um, he's a lot more comfortable on the roll now, and he and he's really good at setting screens. I mean, the first quarter when Clay was, um, you know, he had I think Clay four had, open threes. Yeah, basically. four open threes. Those were all off screens where you know Clay's kind of curling along the baseline, and Damian was able to get in there and set a good screen. And on another play, when you know the the Kings were expecting. Um, Clay to come off and uh, and be open again. They they actually overcommitted to Clay and Damian was able to slip yeah, yeah yeah slip that screen yeah. and then get an alley oop or something. Yeah. So it's encouraging to see that Damian's you know kind of getting that experience and getting that confidence because he very well may be our starting center. Uh, I think he will be. Start yeah. yeah, the same way that we started Javale for uh, periods of time. Yeah. You know because Looney and Jordan Bell they're both you know bench bench big men in my mind yeah. because you know looney provides kind of that stable like big man defensive uh aspect and jordan bell we've seen is the versatile high, guy, yeah, yeah the versatile high energy rim running uh dunk in your face type so moving on to warrior acquisitions uh the big one in the, in the off season obviously demarcus cousins former big man great of the uh, sacramento kings Played two seasons in New Orleans and and very instrumental in actually their record being good enough for them making the playoffs. Yeah, unfortunately suffered a, a ACL Achilles Achilles, Achilles. Achilles injury yeah. that um, is going to have them out through they say December January. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think realistically he'll probably. I mean, again, Warriors are in no rush to bring him back, so oh. it'll be you know probably halfway through the season before we see him i think yeah, yeah. so i wouldn't be surprised if he came back after the all-star break because that gives gives them about 30 ish games to kind of uh, integrate with the team before the playoffs so that's enough to like kind of get familiar with teammates you know get things of that nature going you know i think nobody's in any rush both parties are not yeah, yeah gonna be rushing to bring demarcus back so um, it's good and bad but right now i think damian's gonna be a good good fit i mean we just need him to play that JaVale role yeah um you know really just kind of be, be the rim running big you know if he can be semi-competent on defense you know yeah. and just be a rim protector like you know JaVale was I mean just weak side stuff like that yeah. I don't accept ex- expect him to be able to defend in the post or anything um, like or, that or yeah. defend the pick and roll well, yeah exactly right? like, yeah. You know, and he's not, you, yeah yeah he's not gonna go defend the pick and roll switches against like yeah. Harden or CP3 well yeah. but um, you know, for for the purposes of the regular season, you yeah, know, Damian you need guys Jones, like that. Yeah. yeah, Damian Jones at the starting center, it's is fine, fine, and you, and he needs to get more run. Like yeah. he just hasn't had the opportunity to get better. So hopefully, you know, in the beginning of the season, if it goes well, you can keep playing him. Hopefully, he gets better toward the end of the year, and then, like you you were saying, like if we need to switch to different lineups as a result of the matchup in the playoffs, you have Looney, you have Bell, yeah. And that gives you more versatility, yeah. And then with cousins and stuff like that. So you know, 
you'll have more versatility with what you can do at center versus in the beginning of the year where it's like, hey, let's just give Damian some burn and just see how he does. Yeah. So Yeah. Where do you think DeMarcus Cousins' biggest impact is going to be? Uh, I think in I think specifically against um, you know the the top teams that's where um, you know it it's gonna be it's gonna come down to like the give or take more than anything like if you're talking specifically about Rockets um, what's gonna happen against um, you know switches when Demarcus gets switched on to Harden and all those guys I mean mm-hmm. there's a chance there's a very good chance he's probably gonna get cooked pretty often but. Mm-hmm. You know, on the flip side, on the flip side, like what is what are they gonna do? Like, yeah. are they gonna double Demarcus because he's yeah. gonna eat some of these dudes alive? Yeah. Like, you know, the only guy with any shot of containing him is Capella, and yeah. if he starts piling up foul trouble as a result, then their entire, you know, uh, lineup gets all messed up. Yeah, they, know, they so. don't. Hey, they don't have Ryan Anderson anymore. Yeah, they come they, off the bench. Yeah, uh, you don't have Rhino in his <laughs> yeah. shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, Critical. That, that's the thing. I think DeMarcus, you know, like last year in the moments where we should have been taking advantage of um, the switches, you know, KD trying to post up CP3, uh, Eric Gordon, Harden, it was relatively ineffective Yeah, uh, just because they're, they're decent bodies with a low center of gravity yeah. that can muscle up KD and throw him off his balance. I mean, nobody else on the Warriors had a decent turnaround with the exception of maybe Clay. Um, but in terms of post moves, I mean, having DeMarcus Cousins, having somebody to punk on, you know, a CP3 or Harden or Eric Gordon when they do those switches, I think that's a huge, a huge benefit for us, especially in those second kind of bench unit lineups when we're like struggling with like, you know, Iggy, Clay, and Draymond out yeah, there, yeah, right? Like yeah. having that bench presence, that, that bench, uh, not that bench presence, but the, the big man to go to when that bench lineup is out there is... Is, uh, is is just overall so much better. Way more offense that way, too. Because, I mean, the yeah. second unit always had some trouble. Like, defensively, they were stout. Uh, but, you know, I feel like just getting more offense to the second unit mm. will help a lot. And I can see DeMarcus playing second unit minutes a lot. Yeah, You know, with, with, like you said, Iggy, Sean, and um, maybe some clay minutes. Clay plays with the second unit sometimes. So, yeah. you know, that's. I don't think that would be crazy to do something like that. You get one post guy, some shooters, some playmakers, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of shooters, um, Warriors sign uh, Jonas Jarebko in the offseason. And he is supposed to be that, you know, almost what Omri, we thought Omri Caspi would be that, that kind of stretch for. Um, spread the floor, shoot threes. Uh, I, I think Jonas Jarebko is probably a little bit more physical than Omri Caspi was. I wasn't impressed with what I saw in the game. You know, it's a preseason game. He looked timid. He didn't shoot well. Uh, hopefully he improves that over the season. You know, obviously it takes a while to adjust to, to being a part of this team. But he comes in with 10 years of NBA experience, uh, was... Uh, a good shooter for the Celtics, Pistons. I, I think he played for the Jazz. As yeah, well. Jazz last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, and he was good, like shooting wise. I mean, low volume, obviously, but forty one percent from three last year, and then a couple years with Boston, he was all in the high thirties. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if he's wide open, he's a good shooter. Yeah. So, and that's really what we need him to be—just a pick and pop guy. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's a tough defender. I like him. You know, I think it overall, it's a good signing, but. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it pans out because I think the fit naturally um, 
seems like it could be there, uh, yeah. but it's just you know but, adjusting to it. And, and that's what yeah. we said about Omri Caspi. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, we yeah. thought Omri Caspi would be awesome. He had some flashes, but overall just yeah. disappointing. I think. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure Caspi. the and I'm sure the injuries didn't didn't help either yeah. for sure. Maybe we just aren't meant to have white guys on our team, dude. <laughs> that's just not. Uh, that's something that GSW is uh, yeah, that's inclined not a, to have. That's yeah. not a winning combination. Not a winning combination. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Go, go get some Asian guys out there. Yeah. Former backup well, point that guard. Well, that would... <laughs> former backup point guard. That would be Wolf calling... Uh, yeah, calling uh, out of retirement former backup... <laughs> Warriors backup point guard Emil Wayne. <laughs> not sure if we're ready for that. So... Um, some other additions. We got Tyler Ulis, who's a 5'10 point guard. Starting to a couple five of games. 5'10, I feel like it's very generous. Like, yeah. the guy was like... Yeah. I think he's like 5'7 or something. Yeah. yeah, he was not a very tall dude. But he, he's got some starting experience with the Phoenix Suns. It's not like he's just some scrub that uh, that sat at the end Did of the bench. Just listen to yourself what you just said. Like, okay. starting experience <laughs> for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, all right. All right? Which is, <laughs> the only think? thing that could have been worse is if you said he was the starting point guard for the Sacramento Kings. That would have been the only one that would have been worse. Like this. Yeah, you may as well be the starting point guard of, a, of our JV team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you make a good point. High school JV team, right? <laughs> but Ulysses wasn't bad from what we he, saw. He's not bad. Yeah, yeah but, I mean. he's feisty. Um, we saw a little bit of Jacob Evans. I mean, we didn't we didn't stick around for the fourth quarter because uh, we wanted to beat traffic out and go <laughs> eat Dick's hamburgers. But uh yeah, from what we saw, we didn't see enough of Jacob Evans, but the, but the knock is that his uh, his shooting isn't great. Yeah. Um, which, so far has not been great. Yeah, which we don't necessarily need, but uh, this kind of ties into um, uh, the other, the issue of Pat McCall because yeah. you know Pat McCall was that versatile defender that Jacob Evans uh, is supposed to be, but the difference is Pat actually had a shot for a little bit, at, at least his rookie year, right? Yeah. Um, so with you know, Patrick Pat McCall's contract issues looming and the fact that we might not necessarily have him next year. If we have to rely on Jacob Evans, which, you know, looking at the roster construct, we might actually have to do for some spot wing minutes or spot guard minutes. Um, it may be a problem because, you know, you, you can either go with defense with, with Jacob Evans or offense with Quinn Cook. And Quinn Cook gets, no pun intended, cooked on... Hey! hey. <laughs> No, uh, cooked on defense. I mean, he cannot keep anybody in front of him. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well. Yeah. So. But um, I do think, yeah, just to touch on the Pat stuff, um, you know, it's ultimately going to rest on, I think, what the Warriors decide they want to do with him, yeah. right? Because specifically, they still have um, basically his, his bird rights. So, well, his early bird rights. So he, they can still have, you know, restricted free agency all holding over Pat. So, you know, even if he decides... Um, with his current move to wait until Jimmy Butler gets traded yeah. because of his dad. <laughs> I, I don't understand why that's a, a thing. But, yeah. you know, um, but just to kind of make a decision after that, we can match any offer. And yeah. nobody's really going to offer Pat more than the minimum. So I don't yeah. understand who has the cap space to offer, offer him anything outside of the minimum, unless you're a garbage team, right? So, yeah. and if they wanted Pat right now for they anything would've... outside of, yeah, they yeah, would have signed him. Yeah, yeah, they would have offered him something. So, Obviously, he's not on these people's radars. They don't care. Yeah. So even if he was banking on him signing with another team, if the Warriors wanted to keep him, they could just match the offer. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's coming off an injury, too. Yeah, and that's what's like, not talked yeah. about. Like yeah. He he missed a bunch of games last yeah. year. Yeah. He was, ineffective. I don't want to say ineffective, but insignificant in the playoffs. Yeah. Like He had made like a jumper in the NBA Finals when it was like, you know, the Warriors were up 3-0 <laughs> in the series. So 
Yeah, it's the whole thing is very, very strange. I mean, I don't think we're going to lose much if we lose him, but uh, it, it'd be nice to hold on to him just to see if he really is the Andre Iguodala insurance policy that we were kind of banking on when, you know, when we thought about the whole, like, Iggy signing three years, yeah. 14 million. I mean, the assumption was that by the third year, he's going to be waived or traded. Yeah, right? because Pat was going to be good enough where you could play him, but yeah. hasn't really kind of panned out that way. Now, yeah. this will be the second year of Iggy's, you know, yeah. contract, but, um, you know, we'll see. But I think with Pat, too, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just mind-boggling why you would make these moves. And then... You know, Warriors even threw him a bone. Two yeah. two year, four million dollar yeah. deal. Team yeah. option on the second year. Like yeah. you know, it's like, dude, you, you think that you're good? Like prove it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's just like take the take the one year or you can take the qualifying. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You wanna earn a big contract, you could have taken the qualifying at one point seven, yeah, played out your you know, one year with us and then become an unrestricted free agent next year. Sign yeah. wherever you want. But I just, I, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's mm. a string of bad poor, decisions. Poor parenting advice say, yeah. is affecting free agency. Uh, speaking of free agency, let, let's touch on some of the major uh, changes on uh, rosters around the league. Let's start with the Rockets because they were, you know, we went toe to toe with them in the Western Conference Finals. Almost lost them. They lose Ariza and Bamute um, and trade Rhino, uh, Rhino, and maybe somebody else for Marquise Chris and uh, Brandon Knight. Yeah, um, and they they added the great Carmelo Anthony and. Uh, and James Ennis. Yeah, so, James Ennis, yeah. a little bit of a change, definitely a, a, a step down on the defensive end. Um, but what do you think? I mean, having having Mello there, having James Ennis, who's still like an okay defender. And then, you know, I, I honestly think Brandon Knight um, at one point was a very good NBA player. Just suffered through some injuries and had to deal with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but he could actually be a really good piece for that team too. And also, I think insurance if we want if they wanted to trade eric gordon for jimmy butler yeah that would be an interesting get but you know i don't know if you know that's the thing is is who you're gonna give up if they want to pursue jimmy butler too because you know with the way Tibbs has been running that team it's just like yeah you know, there's no way he's gonna trade without you know making you take on like you know gorgie james yeah. contract or yeah. something like that you know he doesn't want <laughs> He doesn't want like you know veterans back. He wants like star players or picks and stuff like that. Unless so, it's Joakim Noah, I'm sure yeah. he wants Joakim Noah. Oh, he'll de well, he'll find a way to sign yeah. him. But yeah. Butler for Joakim Noah. He'll sell the farm out. just to get uh, Joakim Noah, <laughs> bring the Timberwolves back. Yeah. Um, but basically, oh yeah, the guy that was traded with Ryan Nash was the Anthony Milton, which is oh, their yeah. draft pick. Yeah, yeah their yeah. first round mm -hmm. draft pick. Um, so the late first rounder. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, I think. I think they're gonna be still very good, um, but I think in a seven-game series against us, I think they're gonna get exposed a little bit more. Yeah, you know, and I think just from a regular season perspective, if Melo and all these guys can make some shots and stuff yeah. like, which I think I I think Melo, if he buys into the you know the spot up three three yeah. ball shooting, it's like they can try to make it work. They can probably get fifty eight plus wins again. You know, yeah. like just. Something of that nature. Unlikely they'll get 65 like yeah. they did last year. It's like, it's no way that's going to happen. It's just like, it'll, if they can get like 58 plus, be a second seed or something in the West, like, yeah. you know, 
I just think in the playoff series, that's where it's going to, against us, that's where it's going to show. Or, or any know? decent team, right? They're going to yeah. expose Melo. They're going to expose... Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he can make some open threes, but in the playoffs, when where people are going after him, yeah. like, yeah. can the you switches. keep him on the floor? Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know if you can't. Carmelo Anthony can barely guard a chair. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's it's not going to happen. And it's just, you know, and you're relying on James Ennis to yeah. be... 80, 85% of what um, Ariza can bring. Yeah. And, and Ennis is smaller, too. Yeah, right? he's a little smaller. But, I mean, Ennis is, you know, he's not tiny. He's like 6'7", yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. But it's just you're de- you're needing him to be uh, a versatile defender on KD, of yeah. all people. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, that's a lot to ask for a guy who hasn't really been put in that position. Ariza was battle-tested, had years of experience in guarding. Yeah, had you rings. Know, yeah, had rings. And it's just like... But you're trying to bring this James Ennis in guy, which I, I like James Ennis, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you no know, reason. is he going to be be able to step up in those kind of scenarios, right? And it's just like, the guy's not battle tested. He played on, you know, the Grizzlies the last couple of years, you know, yeah. so it's just like, hard to say. Yep. Seven game series against the Warriors. Uh, what what happens? I think, well, obviously, with if everyone was healthy, you know, I, w- I was a firm believer that we would have finished them in six last, yeah. yeah. I, I say five, yeah. but yeah. I think, I'm just saying worst case would have yeah. been six, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, let's give them one of those yeah. two close games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then game six in Oakland, Oakland like, yeah. I was like, come on, that would have been over if we had Iggy. Yeah. So it would have been six games. Uh, but yeah, I, I would see something similar. Like, you know, I, I don't, I would be shocked if this went seven again, but yeah. you know, and, and CP three is a year older and you know, more injuries, you know, yeah, another uh, injury. Yeah. Pack it what on. Was it a hammy? Yeah. Hammy was hammy. this year. That thing is bothers him every year. Yeah. Like he always has some like hamstring or like some weird issue. Like mm-hmm. it's, and it's not going to get any better. Like mm-hmm. he's, He's still 34 now. Yeah, and not the way D'Antoni plays his, uh, you know, shares the minute load. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and they got no depth, yeah. um, really, in that. Well, MCW, if you want to play. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Former Rookie of the Year, Mark Carter <laughs> Williams. <laughs> Forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, th- take a flyer on the guy for the veteran minimum. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you know? it's fine. And that's the thing. It's like, if they don't if they don't work, I'll just wave them. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not an able. It's same with Melo. It's just like, if yeah. you start sucking or complaining about all this stuff, just wave them. It's yeah, fine. makes sense. Uh, let, let's talk Lakers. LeBron joins the LA Lakers, uh, joins a very young core, um, projected starting lineup. Seems like it's going to be you know Lonzo, obviously. Um, well, that's not given yet. He's hurt, so it might be yeah, Lonzo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, the core would be yeah. you know Lonzo, uh, Ingram, uh, Kyle Kuzma, uh, and JaVale McGee's probably going to get the start. Yeah, he will start. Um, Josh Hart, yeah. Josh Hart and Rondo off the bench. Lance Stevenson. Like, Lance, <laughs> baby. NBA all-meme team. But I, I think that... At first, I thought that you left that off she, Michael Beasley. How dare you? Michael Beasley. How dare you? China great Michael Beasley. Yeah. I, uh, I at first I thought that team was going to be a joke, but uh, the more I look at it, I'm like, man, they one of the best passing teams in the NBA. Uh, you could roll out five dudes who can really pass the ball. Playmakers, yeah, yeah, playmakers. Not the best shooters, but you know, granted, you know, the, when you look at the Lakers numbers, like KCP, um, Kuzma, Hart, all of them were like 38% three-point shooters, and that's with, like, the Lakers team last year. You know, now you add LeBron, who can really space the floor. They might be shooting better, so I, I'm not going to rule out them as a, a legit three-point shooting team yet. Yeah, I mean, they. I, I'm high on the young Lakers, so um, I, I like a lot of their young talent. Um, good defenders too. yeah i think josh hart should be starting you know mm-hmm. i think it's you know i think it should be lonzo hart lebron 
and uh, Ingram and uh, JaVale. Yeah. And then you can Kuzma. bring guys like Kuzma off the bench for mm-hmm. bench scoring. Yeah. And then you can, you know. And then, yeah. I mean, that's the, the roster construct is really the, the biggest head scratcher mm-hmm. with how Magic kind of put this team together. Because it was, you know, they have... Uh, they don't. They have no center depth, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're gonna play small a lot. Yeah. So, uh, but they're also their wing depth is kind of weird. Like they don't they don't have a lot of defenders. Like it's really weird. Like all the guys they picked are yeah. like think about well, the, Lance and KCP. KCP is probably the only yeah. one yeah. capable Car- one. Hart yeah. isn't bad. Car- Car- Hart's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like outside of those two guys, and KCP, like Beasley, you know, like yeah. you know, these guys like off the bench is like not gonna be something so Kuzma's a atrocious defender yeah you know and then yeah, Lonzo's a good defender but Rondo had best days are behind him like he yeah. barely tries on defense Braun barely tries on defense yeah. yeah yeah you know and then like Ingram's better Ingram's good um but like you know I just feel like there's not enough uh defensive identity I think that's gonna be their biggest problem is trying to establish something yeah. on but, defense but yeah. they weren't bad last year they weren't so they, bad yeah, yeah. yeah. like with you know individually they're Talent-wise, but this is great. the same argument with LeBron, right? When yeah. he was on the Cavs, yeah. it was just like he's the guy that's setting the tone yeah. for a lot of this, and he just will not try on defense in yeah. the regular season. Yeah. He needs to save his legs for the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just not going to try. So, how much of an effect is that going to be on some of the other guys? I yeah. mean, some of the guys already play hard on defense, but you know, ultimately, yeah, when you, you see know, your leader like yeah. just half-ass, you yeah, know, it's you like know, you're kind of not super inspired. Exactly. So it's like that was the thing with the Cavs. It's like you know they had some good defenders, like okay defenders, but like yeah, like Jared Smith. Yeah, Jared Smith. Yeah. Well, he was a better decision maker. Than defender. <laughs> He's pretty good on both ends. But yeah, I like the team. Um, yeah. You know, I think they'll be you know like a four, four or five seed. Yeah. yeah, that's four about five, where yeah. I have them now. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be good. All right, all right. So let's touch on uh, the Eastern Conference real quick. Kawhi goes to Toronto. Philly more or less stays the same, and uh, Boston's getting Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving back. Uh, rank your top three Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, it'd just be that in in Boston is the most has the most talent, obviously. Um, but I think Raptors can really make a run for the second seed. Mm. Like, and then probably Philly three. Um, I, I like the Bucks too. I like. I think the Bucks are going to be. You know, Bucks get other than. Well, they uh, got Coach Bud, so and yeah. Giannis is supposedly shooting threes. They, so they, they got a center. Um, obviously not Monroe, but I think some center joined them who wasn't bad. Uh, Didn't they get Ilyasova? Maybe. Ilyasova. Yeah, they I, signed Ursan Ilyasova. It, it'll come to me, but I, I I will say Bucks are good. Definitely not top three. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but my top three, and this is a. Emil Langsford, bold move of the game. Number one, uh, Boston Celtics. Number two, Washington Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> and number three, Toronto Raptors. What are you doing? Dude, fucking with star it? power, man. Dwight Dwight can be good, man. Dwight's never played with an elite point guard other than Steve Nash. And Steve Nash is like 41 years old. I would, no back. I would say if Wizards can somehow land Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll be... They'll be one of the best teams. Yeah. In the you got to give up Otto Porter and yeah. someone else. But oh, oh no, you have to give up Otto Porter for <laughs> on, Jimmy Butler on autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> on autopilot. No, but yeah, it's uh, you know I I think they have, but I just feel like running the same team back with Dwight. I just don't know how much that uh, gets you. I mean, you're you're still high on Dwight, obviously. Dude, I'm Dwight not had that. a thirty and thirty game last year. Like that's I pretty mean, nuts. Yeah, one game, Dwight Howard. I mean, he does. It's also the other thing you, that always 
kind of, uh, I, I feel like that people kind of forget it when Dwight has a good game too. The guy is a freaking locker room like a issue. Cancer, Every yeah. freaking team he's yeah. been on. Yeah. So I just don't know why that would change. And it's just like, John Wall's not a little bitch. Like, yeah. you know, he's got a strong personality. Yeah. Brad Beal Brad too. Beal, like, yeah. you know, these and guys. And those two already hate each other. Yeah, Brad Beal and <laughs> yeah exactly. It, it is, it is a recipe, a recipe for toxicity in that, uh, in that locker room. But Hey, if they start winning, if they, if they come out of the gate, you know, nine and one, you know, yeah. like 15 and two, you know, something like that. Like, who cares if they don't like each other, if they're all winning? You know, yeah, I mean, that's, that would be, I could, I could see that out. if they come yeah. out hot and then they, they set the tone early. Yeah. Um, but, you and know. coach is good. I mean, you know, uh, Brooks, right? Yeah. Scott, Scott Brooks is yeah, still their coach, Brooks, right? Yeah. And he's, he's a good coach. So, I'm. I'm actually really high on him. Uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, Wizards second seed, third seed at worst. Yeah, I mean, I can. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I, I just see them as less of a, uh, less of a threat. But um, the the Sixers are kind of the the swing one. What do you have them like fourth or? Like yeah, like yeah. I don't think Embiid's going to be healthy again. I don't think he's going to go a whole year healthy. Yeah. So they added uh, Wilson Chandler. Oh yeah. Mike Muscala from Atlanta. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mecca Okafor. Yeah. <laughs> they added Mecca Okafor. What? <laughs> Zaire Smith is their draft pick. Was the oh the guy yeah. they traded for? Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I mean the the team pretty much stayed the same. They lost Marco. Uh, they lost Rashawn Holmes. Mm. Uh, yeah, Eliasova. Um, so those are the three uh, big losses that they had. Yeah. So they're just really banking on Fultz. Yeah. Being yeah. good and then hoping that Embiid and uh, and Simmons uh, stay healthy and get better. Yeah. So, which I mean, you know, it's not crazy. I mean, dude, Embiid's like a top fifteen guy. Oh, you yeah. know, when healthy. Yeah, yeah, when healthy, and then you know, Simmons, if he can get any semblance of a jump shot going, it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You know, that would be help things a lot. But yeah, Philly's. I mean, I I still like him as a as a third seed. Um, yeah, I mean the East is just so fucking weak, yeah. and like yeah, you know, whatever team gets Jimmy Butler, if it's on the East, yeah, it's like, already gonna be top three. Yeah, yeah that springboards <laughs> yeah. on the way up. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, well, this is good stuff, James. Thanks for coming up to Seattle, and uh, we'll try to catch a game later this season. Yeah, sushi time. Sushi time. Good up. Uh, it's a great.